eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What? What up? What up? What up? What up? It is Golden Spaces, y'all. An Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. And we are here. And you know what? We have vibes. Even though the Warriors did not have vibes, we have vibes. We may not be a nine today, but we have vibes. (laughs) Like a seven and a half, Justin? Is that fair to say? Woo! For Golden Spaces, not All right, for Golden Spaces. For Golden Spaces is a ten always. Oh! For the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> always yeah. a ten. Yeah, it's always a ten for Golden Spaces. Okay. For, so for the boys, woof, this game. Okay, I I want to hear. I don't want to say what I think. I want to hear your thoughts on the game and and see if we align at all. So let's just start. The Warriors lose to the to the Bulls. This is the game we're about to discuss. They lose to the Bulls. In the end, it sort of ended up being a blowout, but it wasn't really like that for most of the game. It's just when they kind of realized, like, they weren't going to get back in it. It was a wrap. But it was, they got down in the first quarter by, like, 15 points, something like that, maybe a little bit more. 17, I think. 17, okay. They climbed back in it. They climb back in in the half to actually take the lead by three to start the half. And then in the third quarter, even went up by like eight points. It looked like, okay, the dubs are here. They showed up. We ready now. And then, I don't know. All the the things they were doing in the first quarter just started to kind of rear its ugly head again. And um, the game didn't totally get away from them, though, in the third um, they had got it down to four, and I think at the end it ended up being like six point deficit going in to the fourth quarter. And then I don't know what happened. There was a few too many Anthony Lamb minutes. He got like three or four fouls <laughs> pretty early, and they got he was like they got into the penalty pretty early in the fourth, and he accounted for I think at least two or three of those fouls. Um, and yeah, it just you know, they just, after that, they kind of never really got back in the game. So that's kind of what happened in the game. But now let's dig a little deeper. So I want to know your thoughts on the game because there have been a lot of takeaways from mm-hmm. um, Dub's Twitter, which to me are still pretty extreme. 
But um, I understand. I understand why they're frustrated. I don't want to dismiss it. But I still think some of the takeaways that I'm seeing are extreme. So Justin, my lovely, lovely, lovely and wonderful esteem partner and, 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 and brain brain child brain a little big part of the brain of this operation please yeah. talk, talk to the people justin let us know what 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 is your takeaway um it's this the same that it's always been for this season they need to add something i think we all well most of us will acknowledge that they need to add front court help but why is that your takeaway for this game in particular well draymond was not great um, he's playing hurt, most likely, or gassed, or both. Looney the same, even though Looney didn't look as bad as Draymond looked. But it's just, it's too much to ask for them to cover up for all the mistakes that are going on around them on the defensive end. I think, um, you know, Andrew coming back from his injury, it's taken him a while to get back to you know, what he was or just even close to what he was. And what is this, his third game back or his fourth game back? This is fourth. Um, So you don't still think that's within a reasonable amount of time? Like you would consider this long at this point by the fourth game? Because I gave um, it like a three to five game window before I start to be like, okay. But I don't don't know if that's right or wrong. It's just kind of my Natalie (laughs) formula. Yeah. I think it's, like I said before, it's like person to person like thing. It's a case by case thing. So However long it takes him to get back, that's just how long it takes for him to get back individually. But it just seems like there are certain things that he could be attempting to do that I think he's being a little bit cautious on that I would just like to see him try. You know what I mean? Like, And do you on... think do you think when he's being a little bit cautious, I mean, we don't know, but do you think that caution is, even if it's not intentional, like subconsciously, like he's worried about his body or, you know, I, I'm just, I'm asking cause I've seen people with the, Oh, Andrew's back to the soft shit. And, you know, I'm seeing things yeah, like that. Yeah. That's, that's a bit weird. Um, because we've seen like early on in his warriors, like, um, tenure or whatever, like there were questions about like how aggressive he could, he was capable of being and how hard he was going to go. And I think he answered all of those questions in the playoffs last year. So we know it's in there. Um, and then this season he's been on a tear shooting jump shots. Um, but you know, the aggression that he was playing within the playoffs going towards the rim and dunking and stuff like that hasn't really been there, which is fine because as long as he's, he does it in the playoffs again, then it's okay. Um, but I do think, you know, he's thinking about something, you know, or like you say, whether it's unconscious or conscious, like he's, he's something is stopping him from, from playing his absolute um, hardest, or at least for the majority of the time, going to the rim, trying to grab rebounds, just certain stuff he's just not attempting to do. And he's settling for a lot of jump shots and stuff like that. So it's like, I, I would like to see him just be a little bit more aggressive towards the rim, be a little bit more aggressive at point of attack on defense. Um, hasn't been great defensively since he got back. And I think that takes a little bit of time too. But yeah, it's just something I, I noticed with that. And it's just like Draymond and Looney are just trying to take responsibility or they're just trying to cover up for so many mistakes that they just can't cover up for. Um, and then on top of that, we just cannot prevent teams from shooting open threes on the road. Guys are just overhelping. We already know who the main culprit is with this helping on the wrong side and just leaving guys open for threes and fouling them and all that type of stuff. So 
They just they need help. They need more. They need more players in the front court. They need guys that can defend on a string. They need guys that can help Dre and Looney out. They need guys that can play so Looney can Dre can can sit a little bit. Um, and yeah, that wasn't the re- that wasn't the main reason why they lost, or the only reason why they lost tonight. But I mean today, but it's a big reason why their season has gone the way it's gone up to this point. And you can say, hey, if they had a different four and five backup four and five this whole season, maybe the season looks a lot different at this point. And we're talking about something else, but now we're here, and we still have no backup four and five for them. So, yeah. Well, yeah. So I had two takeaways from this game. My first one is that the reason they lost this game is because of the starters, but that doesn't mean that they're not like reasonable reasons for like, you know, some of it. I just, it was the starters. And so this thing when people like, because I, I like, I think it's fine to still think the team needs someone. Cause I think that too, but I think there's like a lack of acknowledgement. Like when people are just like, Oh, you know, like, the bench has showed up like the last couple of games, like the bench did what they should do as a bench. Um, and so when I say it was the starters, like I know that Loon and Dre are out there tired. So I say that with acknowledging that, but, um, and I also know that Andrew and Steph are working their way back from injury. So I just, in general, for me, not that like everything is an excuse for like them coming back for everything on the court, but in general, for me, when players first get back from injury, I just give them like a little, like, you know, grace period, like for them to kind of just get back to normal. So I love it when they come back and they just like pick up where they left off, but not everyone does that, you know? And so um, this is Andrew's first time returning from an injury of, of that much time. You know, I don't even know if it's the most like, um, like, it's not like the worst injury in the world, but it's a significant injury and it's one that caused him to miss, you know, a substantial amount of time, more than he's ever missed in his career. So I just expected that to impact him. Um, and then, you know, like with Steph, like my main thing to, with him tonight was like the turnovers, but not just him. Like, you know, Jordan had some turnovers, not as much as Steph. I think Steph had like eight. I mean, one of them was like a travel, but, you know, he still had like four of them were travels. A few of them. It might have been four. It might have been four. Yeah. So, I mean, um, but still, it's like, it, like so out of eight turnovers, even if four of them were travels, you still have about four or five turnovers, which is high. Dre had five turnovers as well, right? So, like, your main ball handlers just cannot have that many turnovers, right? And, um, you know, like with stuff, it's like, I, like that, I'm not going to be like, you're just coming back. And so like, like you, you just can't be turning the ball over like that. Right. And so, um, so I guess my point is simply that like, you know, cause someone's like, oh yeah, you said they were figuring out things, you know, some goofy person on Twitter, like jumps in my mentions, like, hmm, they're figuring out things. Right. And I said, well, I mean, the starters still have to play well, <laughs> like, you know, they're not going to win a game when there's like all these turnovers and, you know, Dre and Loon aren't at their best and Wiggins is playing the way he is. And like that, they're not going to win games like that. Like the, the starters are still required to show up. When I said they were figuring something out, it was the bench because remember to start the season, they had the best starting five in the league. So it wasn't the starters that were the issue. It was the bench, but now they have to put all of that together. So I'm still in a, they get about, 
I mean, I don't want them to go under 500, but they, they do get like through the end of this road trip for me before I really start to like come to any conclusions. I mean, my only conclusion right now is that they still need someone um, in the front court. And I agree. I feel like you're not seeing Loon or Dre be their most effective because they're spent, you know, like (laughs) they're spent. And um, I just don't know why that's not something that like, why the the fan base struggles to like kind of accept that, you know, it's like, oh, they had two days off. Oh, this, oh, that, you know, it's like, you know, even like Maples, you know, Jason, he like, I was talking with someone, you know, cause they were like, um, I just don't know why, like, you know, they like, I don't expect this team to make any kind of change, you know, um, he's like, they, they've just, they, they, this is who they are. They've accepted these habits or something like that. And I was like, I, you're not going to convince me that like the main guys have forgotten how to play winning basketball. Like, so no, mm-hmm. I don't believe like, this is just who Dre and Steph are now. And they're going to like, I like that. I'm not moved by that. Um, but Jason like hopped in at some point in the discussion was like, they're tired, <laughs> you know? And I was just like, I retweeted that. And I was sort of like, thank you. Because I feel like, you know, it's it's funny the things that people want to believe Steve Kerr on. Because when he says certain things, they'll be all like, you know, Steve Kerr. Da, da, da. But when Steve Kerr tells you he's concerned about Loon and Draymond, right? Mm-hmm. we we want to completely disregard that you know right. um when dante tells you they're tired we want to disregard dante <laughs> mm-hmm. if god forbid i say it i'm just like a, a homer who's making excuses for them so this coach someone who coaches a college team <laughs> who is a lakers fan not a warriors fan is telling you they're tired right there was like another chicago fan i was going back and forth with and he was just like that they're clearly fatigued, you know, like I like you play. So can you explain to us what it's like when you're playing and you're missing like five guys who should normally get minutes, like what that's like? And I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but there was a time that they had Steph out, Wiggs out, um, Kaminga out, Jamichael. Mm-hmm. Wiseman, and if it was a back-to-back clay so that's six yeah. guys oh and andre so <laughs> i mean what like and and they were playing like that for a while yes they had clay most of the time but they didn't have them all the time and they played for an extended period of time like that not only did they play for an extended period of time like that they played um pretty much their hardest against the grizzlies to beat them then they played the Hornets. They had to win that one late because it was a close game and they were they almost lost it. Then they played a back-to-back against Utah. Then they played a close game against the Trailblazers. Then they played a double overtime game against the Hawks. And it's like all that stuff adds up. All that and stuff. And in all those up. other games before they even got to double overtime, they were playing th- well over thirty minutes. Exactly the Toronto, yeah, the the um the road trip where Steph initially got hurt, they still had to play those games as well. Then they had to come home and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, maybe as, as somebody who plays or has played, it definitely takes a toll on your body when you're expecting to play a certain amount of minutes, or even if you are expecting to play 35 minutes a game, but you just got to keep playing 
your absolute hardest to even win a game. You know, teams that you should be blowing out, you got to go down to the wire against. That takes a toll on your body, takes a toll on you mentally, um, all that stuff. So it's it's been something that we've been kind of talking about since early in the season when we saw that the Warriors starters were doing extremely well and their bench wasn't doing well. And we brought it up like, hey, if the starters got to keep coming back in and saving these games to win, it's going to eventually catch up to them. They don't have enough help and they're on the bench for as far as front court. It's going to eventually catch up to Dre and Loon. And we've seen, I mean, Loon has, Loon has had good games here and there, but he hasn't been consistently good like he was at the beginning of the season for a while now. I mean, his, his legs are just, they're not all the way there. Um, and by the way, fatigue also seeps in when you're winning a lot too, right? Because like when teams get on these like stretches where they win like a lot of games, so then they don't want to lose, then you're also mentally like putting forward like and, a lot each game as well. And mm-hmm. so you can get fatigue then too, right? Fatigue is not just from lack of help because like no, whether people want to admit it or not, you don't put your all out for the entire time you're on the basketball court. Just like none of us put our all out for every single minute of the day we're at work. And if you're put in a situation where you got to do that, whether it's to win or to prevent yourself from losing, that catches up to you. Yeah. And it's, it's even worse when you're doing that and losing because then it's eventually, it gets to a point like we're at now where it's like, Oh man, y'all got to win. So it's no rest. It's no taking plays off stuff like that because you keep stacking up losses and you're going to be in the play in, you keep stacking up losses and you miss the opportunity to gain ground in the standings and, they should be third right now. They should be third or second or something right now, to be honest. They've missed that opportunity potentially. Um, and it just you keep rolling the ball down the hill, whatever the whatever the analogy is. You you gotta eventually make that leap and start stacking wins. But how hard how much harder is you make are you making that process by running guys into the ground, right? When you finally have the team all healthy and together. You might you might be all healthy, but like if Dre and Loon is still tired, your your chances to win are still diminished, right? So when it comes to that point where everybody's ready to go, quote unquote, who knows who's still going to be had the legs to actually make that push? Um, so that's where you kind of get into the danger zone with it. Yes, I mean, we sort of looked at their schedule and we're like, we don't really see places where they're going to be able to get much rest for those guys. So their only real rest is probably coming all-star break, break, right? And so, um, and when is the, when, when is the trade deadline? Um, I got to look that up. Okay. So, I mean, this is the situation the Warriors are in and February 9th. Okay. So, I mean, Look, this is the situation the Warriors are in. Like, whether you feel like it's because of two timelines, they bullshit it at the beginning. Whatever the reason is, this is where they are now. And this is what it is. So, like, trust me, Justin and I understand the frustration. But um, just be, I guess what I'm saying is just try to to be a little... um, nuance I don't know what the right word is but like the team has not forgotten how to play winning basketball they haven't but they're tired (laughs) they're tired and I mean like if you want to get mad at them for being tired then I guess but it's like they're human you know I'm like the things that I get tired by is for doing things for too long right like I was not someone who 
was so anti the two timelines, right? Um, and I think even if Jamichael alone would have worked out, they might be okay. But Jamichael didn't work out and Wiseman didn't take a leap. So two things happened, right? Like, I think if either or of those things happened, they'd probably be okay as long as both of those guys remained healthy. So the fact that neither one of them are healthy doesn't really matter to me because they weren't that helpful when they were playing, right? And so that's why you don't hear me talking about their injuries as much as I'm talking about the Kaminga injury because he was actually helping. He was helping and they don't have him. So the reason I talk about a trade and or using that last roster spot like on a buyout candidate is because I really believe they just need another person. I don't believe that they didn't try to. I think that's what Jermichael Green was supposed to be for and he just hasn't panned out you know um and that just is what it is so that hasn't worked out and I think they need to fix it and what worries me is that I'm not certain they're going to I mean we've heard that you know we've heard their name mentioned in the trade market right so we know it's not like it's we haven't heard like oh the Warriors are just standing pat or they're not you know we've heard so we we know that it's on their radar. Will something happen? This team does is not traditionally a team that makes like they've gotten rid of people, like they got rid of Brad Wanamaker, but they didn't bring someone else on. So they don't traditionally do things like this. So I think that's why some of us are like, what well, is it gonna happen? You know? And so that's that's the part that concerns me. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. We still got more to go, but you tuned into Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. It's Nat. It's Justin. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and we're back. Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. And we're still here talking about this Warriors loss. Ugh, just so many things this team does. That's annoying. You play Anthony Lamb a little bit too long tonight. Like, how, like, like shit like that. Because maybe if the lead never ballooned to like, nine or 10 or 11, whatever it was before the guys come in, maybe they have enough energy to make a little push when it's like four or five points versus having to overcome a much bigger deficit. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. even when you brought some of those guys in, you still kept them on the court for a little bit. I think he was playing with like five fouls at one point. Like, like what is he doing? Why you feel he needs to stay on the court? It's occasional three. I mean, yeah, he, he had 14 points. Oh, great. Like, that all Most that, stuff, that all ooh, in the first half, by the way. And he's giving it back. He's giving it back and then some to the other team, right? And he's adding more stress onto the guys that are on the court with him that's having to make up for his mistakes. So I'm just not, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm really done with it. Like, 
they they were up sixty seven to fifty nine in the third. Um, beginning of third, and then the the Bulls kind of walked him down. They they got they took the lead back. At some point, he comes into the game, um, and then it just goes downhill from there. But yeah, seventy three to seventy three, he enters the game, and then the Bulls just immediately just go on a crazy run, and it's just. It's like it was all him. It was all him. Leaving guys open, getting beat off the dribble, not grabbing rebounds that are right in front of him. Um, so, like I said, like I said before, good value for a two-way guy, sure, but the value has a cap. Like, at the end of the and day, it like has a cap. two-way guys aren't supposed to be playing this many minutes. He's playing like they, a regular rotation player minutes. Exactly. And that's in, in 2021 where, where Juan had to, because guys were injured and the and so many guys didn't work out and all this type of stuff and we, there was no clay and all this like there was no expectation of a championship that season so it's like all right we're gonna try Juan and he's he fits and he's playing defense and whatever the case would be so Juan was playing a lot and they needed him to play a lot this season where they actually have championship aspirations it's no reason it's no reason why he should be other than the fact that the rest of the roster isn't isn't up to par which is also valid but. Yeah, he shouldn't be playing, and they should. I mean, be you brought PBJ on this road trip. They were right. they were struggling a little bit to shoot anyway, and like, or it was clear they were going to jack up threes. So bring him out there to shoot some threes. <laughs> it's a it's a lose lose situation when you're losing to teams you're supposed to beat, and you're playing two way guys over the young guys that you're supposed to be developing. If we're developing and losing, then do that. You know what I mean? If you're not going to play them because you want to win, then fucking win. And this guy's not going to help you win. Like, so what are you doing? Passion from Justin. I love it. That's funny. But like, what are we doing? Like, these are the, these are the type of losses that really hurt because the two timeline, neither timeline benefits from this loss. Neither timeline benefits from this game. So what are we doing here? Right. Um, so something has to change either way. Either you lean into the second timeline and say, all right, like, for lack of a better term, blow it up. We're going to play the kids. the only reason Kerr trusts this guy more because he played more years in college? I mean. I have no clue. Because I, you can't not be seeing all the fucking mistakes on defense. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's to a certain extent, it's like, okay, our point, our, our point against Lamb is like, okay, he makes mistakes. Moody may make mistakes, but they make the same mistakes. So Kerr is pretty much like, I really, in Kerr's mind, he don't want to play either one of them, I feel like. But the rope that he gives Anthony Lamb and compared to Moody, Moody got one rotation before the end of the game. He played in the first quarter and everybody was like, why is Moody in the game so early? He didn't even play that bad. Like He threw one turnover, probably because Kerr is like, yo, move the ball and stop shooting. <laughs> he should have shot it. And then he got to play immediately back on the other end. He prevented a, a three on, on one break or something like that. Or they threw a bad lob to Zach Levine and the Warriors ended up getting it back. So it's like they're not even feeling too much um, damage from Moody's bad plays in comparison to Lamb. Lamb is giving up wide open three, cash. Like, fouling guys on threes. So now the team is in the bonus and all this other stuff. Like, if anything, split their minutes. Like, Lamb should not be playing 20 plus minutes and then Moody plays one five-minute stint. That just doesn't doesn't make sense to me. And it's a lose-lose situation. You lose in the game well, we and he's not, spot, yeah. Yeah, and he's not developing. So what are we doing? Trade him if you're gonna do that. <laughs> like 
Well, my guess is with Clay out next game, Moody will likely get some more minutes. I mean, they haven't announced that Clay is out, but we're assuming he's not going to play. Right? Aren't you assuming he's not going to play? Yeah, I am assuming assuming that, yeah. And so hopefully PBJ can get some minutes too. Um, Because then why did you bring him on the damn road trip? (laughs) Play him. What are we doing? I like I'm baffled. I'm baffled. Those are the things that make me more upset than per se. I mean, obviously I don't like to lose, but those are the kinds of things that, cause I feel like there are things that like you can catch before they snowball. Right. Like, I don't think we needed to go that whole road trip testing Wiseman before we realized the Wiseman experiment wasn't working. Right. Instead you cost mm-hmm. yourselves like five games. That's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. You're right. You're right. So like how many files can Anthony Lamb rack up in the fourth before you take (laughs) him out? They literally put the bulls in the penalty, like within the first few minutes of the fourth quarter. It's sad. It's it's really sad. And then we're just, we're hurting for size, but PBJ is not playing, even though he's legitimately 6'10". And Vucevic is just back down, back down, floater over here too. What do you have, like over 40 tonight? Yeah, 43, career high. <laughs> we let him boost career highs? <laughs> Are we serious, man? Oh, my God. But, hey, a, guy, a stiff like Pirtle wouldn't have, you know, he wouldn't have did, did anything. <laughs> still talking that. about, I, I, I just don't, there's still people pushing against Pirtle, and I don't understand it. Like, we're better. If you're with- not. If my thing is like, if you think there's something out there that's better, which I do think that as well, then sure. But don't sit up here and lie like he wouldn't help this team. I think the part that makes me a little like that's that's strange to me is the whole like we're like I get it. We're better with like the versatile wings and all that. Get it. Get it. But we also know that the team is tired. And I think that one kind of defense is going <laughs> to is more prone to making you tired than the other. So exactly. So why not, you know, if they can play that way with a big, we're not saying like they're going to play that way all the time, but if they can play that way with a true rim protector, like why would that be a bad thing? Last year's team, I've not, and I said this before, I truly believe if last year's team, the entire roster is fully healthy from the start to the finish of the season, they're pushing 60 plus, almost 70 wins. And like, it's there. It's not even close. It's looking like 73 and nine. Cause that team was ridiculously built to, to play the way that they played, the way that they played. They had elite point of attack defense. They had multiple bigs that can do multiple different things, shooting bigs. They had Loon, Andre, all this other stuff. This team doesn't have, nearly as much um, lineup versatility, nearly as much um, functional size, like Belly and Otto. They added so much to the team, and Belly was limited, and he really couldn't play in the playoffs, but he added so much in the regular season. His impact numbers were off the chart. Him, The lineups with him, GB2, and Steph were blowing other teams' second units completely out of the water because they couldn't handle how to guard that team. And their defense concept, they went from zone to man-to-man to all these different defenses that they employed because they had the personnel to do it. This team doesn't have that personnel. But I also don't understand why people think that we can't play more than one way. I still think it was such a very 
important point that Dre made when he talked about those early teams. And when Sean came out there and ran the second unit, they didn't play the way the starters played. He it was a more he was a more traditional point guard. (laughs) You know, like they ran plays. It wasn't like someone roaming like, yeah, I mean, there were times that Sean got on the court with Steph for sure. But like they had times that they weren't playing and like they weren't like they didn't have like someone out there running around creating chaos. It was like the and and as a team defensively, they've always had the personnel to run multiple defenses. That's why they've consistently been the best defense over this last decade. If we look at 2015 and 16, like I said last pod, Bogut was the rim protector. Draymond was a switchable five. You get to the KD Warriors, KD's a rim protector. JaVale's a rim protector. Zaza was more like Looney where he would just play drop and whatever the case may be, physical rebounder. And then you had Looney too, 2018 Warriors. And then we get to last year's Warriors where you got – all these dudes that can switch and essentially um, do all the point of attack well, I stuff. I think part of the issue is that people are looking at Hurdle as like a duplicate of, of Loon. And, and, I don't think, and I don't think that's the way to look at him. And if people don't understand how important rim protection is, I mean, like we don't have to look anywhere further than 2016 and Andrew Bogut going down. I mean, that may actually be what cost us the finals because – Braun and Kyrie just had wide open paths to the rim. Exactly. It was a layup line. And people talking about how can you have watched this team over the years and say you need a center? Because we watched this team over the years. That's why we said you need a center. <laughs> what are we talking about? It was a layup line when Bogey went down. Like, I don't understand how people have seemed to forget the the value and the impact that some of these players, all these players that are warriors for life and the fan base loves them, but we keep diminishing the stuff that they did for the team over the years. Um, I mean, Andrew Bogut to this day, to me, was still the best center that we've had. Um, and then I would say Luna's probably second, right? Um, it, it, they're not playing small ball, I mean. Like, obviously, Dre is our best at the five, but mm-hmm. you can't play him like that all year, all game, right? And so... Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I would say Bogut and Looney are about equal, but they do different things. Right. Right? I mean, so... Bogut was a true rim protector. I think he was a better passer, too. Um, and the funny thing is, Purdue can pass. <laughs> right. I'm done talking about Purdue. I'm done talking about Purdue after this. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like, there was a lot of value from Andrew Bogut. And I remember even during that final series, if it wasn't the finals or was at some point during that postseason in 2016, but he hadn't been playing well. And I remember it was like a whole thing. Like they had to get in his ass. Like, we need you. You got to like step up. And then he did. And it helped. Like he was needed. He was needed. Like, I know he got sat in the Memphis series because that's what that series called for, but he was needed just like how last year with Memphis. um, What's his name came in and changed the series. A stiff. A stiff like Stephen um, Adams. Stephen Adams, Adams came yeah. in and changed the whole fucking series. He extended it by a game, pretty much a game and two games. But but we but we can't use another guy like that. That just doesn't make sense to me, especially when we have not just one, not just two, but like three, four, five, either roster spots that we're not using because they're in the G League or they're injured or they just haven't worked out for us. So to say that hey, this one guy who's been good for his team can't come and be good for our team just doesn't make sense so Vucevic put up 40 against us he put up nine points against the Spurs this season so that's that's all I'm gonna say about that all right this sounds like a very good place for us to wrap so why don't we do that and come back and talk some more 
you're tuned into Golden Spaces. This is an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Matt. We'll be right back. are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Oh, it's Golden Spaces, y'all. I'm sorry for the, like, ah, noise at the beginning, but Justin and I, it's like, this team, you know, it's our debut podcast together, right? Not the debut episode, but it's the debut podcast of Justin and I doing our first podcast together. And we appreciate y'all so much for like tuning in with us and, and, and sending questions and feedback and all of that. So we appreciate that. The Warriors, they're not doing their part to make this, you know, <laughs> a nice first <laughs> podcast year for us. So, you know, we're just like, what do you want to talk about next? It's like, I don't want to talk about this fucking team. No, nah, we didn't say that. But like, <laughs> they're annoying. They're annoying, right? So, um. We're not, Justin is against us doing predictions and I wasn't going to make predictions, but we should just sort of look ahead to like what they need to do on this road trip without any predictions. And then, you know what? I got a really interesting, not a question, but someone emailed us something that they wanted us to talk about. And I think it's worth noting and getting to on the show. So why don't we just kind of look ahead to what they have going on and then we'll switch to that and try to end on like, you know, a more positive note. Okay. So <laughs> Justin, I still want the Warriors to like have a winning road trip. That's all I want right now. A winning road trip and a winning road trip would be three, two. And that's still in play. In fact, four, one is still in play, even if we think it's unlikely. So both things are still in play. I don't think anyone expected them to go five and oh on this road trip. I just feel like if they lost to like the Celtics, people would be more okay with that than losing to the Bulls. But then at the end of the day, they've already beaten the Celtics this season. So, you know, it's like if they, we just need them to win and have a winning road record. And that's, that's what I want at this point. I don't care which teams get the W. I know that they can beat the Celtics. They beat them in the finals and they beat them this year. So I know that they beat them. We already beat the Celtics. I mean, the, the Bulls this year too, right? Didn't they come? To Golden State already? Beat the Bulls. They also beat the Cavs already this season, who they play at the end of this road trip. Yeah. So, I mean, none of these teams are like, we know, unbeatable for them. Today wasn't their day. Okay. And I feel like almost all the time when we think it's going to be one of these easy teams that they like should beat, they don't. And then like watch them show up like crazy for like the Celtics. You know, it's like, I don't know. Like, what good teams have beaten them other than Milwaukee? Milwaukee and Philly were only and Philly they played shorthanded. Yeah, Philly Steph was already out by Philly. They lost arguably Phoenix is the only team, I guess, if you consider and, them a good team. And Denver early in the season. And that was a very close game with Denver. That was a very close game and that was during the, the starters did their part. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that was during the learning. The that was when they were leading into development. So yes. <laughs> okay. So I mean, that's why I'm saying, like, I know it's hard because you want them to put it all together. We want them to have this record, but I don't know. Maybe it is delusion, but this is why I'm just like, I'm annoyed, but I'm still not like defeated. Like, I'm not like, 
oh, they can't do it. You know, it's just like, just do what I know you can do so I can talk about you positively. <laughs> right. Yeah. Losing to these trash teams is just the most annoying thing ever. If they were just beating all the bad teams and then losing to the good teams, we would be having a different conversation. But it's like, like we said, they're beating good teams and then just losing to whoever. But And we also see them show up, right? Like they get down and then like even in this game, they did it. You know, like in the fourth quarter when Steph came in, like literally right before he started going to the rim, I'm like, Steph, just fucking drive to the rim, man. Like, and then like right after he didn't, he got like two layups in a row. Then of course he went for like a three and didn't make it. And we know Steph can make that shot. So I'm not trying to suggest like, the person who's best at ever shooting the basketball should not do that. But it's like the the game was close enough that y'all could have still gotten back in with, with twos and midi. Like it didn't have to be threes and like, they're not stopping you. No one is stopping you. You can get to the rim every fucking play. Uh, I've consistently said that um, it's just annoying to see. Like I said, uh, I want to give Wiggs some, some grace for a few more games or, just to kind of get into it. Cause I mean, even his three hasn't really been on. So like leaning into that right now, I don't think is the best course of action. Right. I think I mean, we watched just, him miss like a dunk tonight. Like he's just off. He's, he's yeah. not back yet. Like yeah. that's, that's what him missing that dunk told me. <laughs> right. They, they also like missed time to alley-oop attempt uh, early in the game and him and Draymond, they kind of like fumbled it. He could have got a dunk there too. But I mean, Clay, Clay was hidden from three. He was better from three than he was from two today so um i didn't really have too many issues with clay Clay is in rhythm it seems right it's the others who kind of got to get back to where they were at the beginning of the season yeah yeah and i mean clay has been has been given the not luxury but he's been having some games off here and there so i don't expect him to be too tired at this point because he does get rest periodically throughout the thing but i mean loon and dre loon mate was four for four but Dre is struggling to kind of finish right now. Um, it may be a back thing, probably a back thing, but they just got to get more rim attempts. Like 51 threes is crazy. 51 attempts is crazy. Um, yeah, I saw someone debating. I want to say it was Spreadsheet Agenda. Isn't that his name? Spreadsheet. Um, he was uh, debating with Shane Young on the TL. Because um, Shane, I I think, said... And I didn't like, I might be, I, I mean, I don't want to misquote him, but I, I think he said something along the lines of like, one of the best is maybe the best thing about this warrior season is essentially that they're like shooting more threes. And like, people were just like at him, like, no, it's awful, you know, sort of a thing. And I mean, look, Shane is, I don't want to say he's an analytics guy, but he was definitely someone who was a proponent of the way the Rockets play basketball and things like that. So I think people who are like a fan of the math, are always going to say something like that. Um, but I, the reason why I have an issue with it is because to me, it is moving a little bit away from their identity, right? So it's like, yes, we know that you guys can make these and shoot these and more times than not, even with the variants, they're going to go in. But it's like, why are we not remembering what to do when they're not going in? And that that's a little more concerning to me than that, like, you just keep shooting them. Yeah, that as well. And um, I just think overall, the way the team is constructed right now, they are just built to shoot a lot of threes. Um, like Because some of the skills are lacking in some of the players. Yes. And just the, the skill set of our role players, it just lends them to be three-point shooters. Like guys like Anthony Lamb, he's a three-point shooter. Dante is a 
he's not going to generate a lot of rim attempts. So he's a three point shooter. Not going to break anybody down. <laughs> right. But Lamb Sheldon. thinks he can break people down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patrick Baldwin, um, Ty Jerome, even though he gets inside like his little midi, but like Moses Moody, these guys are all three-point shooters. Like the only guys that can really generate a lot of layup attempts are Steph, JP off the off the dribble, Wiggins and um, Clay and Kaminga off cutting, and then Draymond and Looney kind of off cutting. But other than that, all of our role players are, are just three-point shooters, and you really you want. Steph and Clay to combine for at least 20 attempts from three every game. That's just going to take full advantage of their ability to shoot the ball. And then Wiggins is probably going to get up seven or eight. And um, JP is probably going to get up five or six or seven or eight. So that's 30 plus threes, almost 40 threes coming from those four guys right there. And then Dante can't shoot really anything other than threes. He's not going to get a lot of layup attempts. Um, same thing with Lamb. So it's and he doesn't work. finish that well anyway. So it's not like exactly. we want him. Exactly. So we really, this is where um Kaminga comes in to just generate some more layups and this is where we really need Wiggins to kind of lean more into his cutting ability and finishing ability around the rim and they got to diversify more rim pressure in general just yeah diversifying the offense could do that too you know yeah. more stuff going downhill rather than split action which is more side to side action you know yeah I just feel like Andrew and Kaminga really are like two of our people who are so best at that you know um mm-hmm. Ah, he's really missed. He's really, really, really missed. I'm guessing he comes back for Boston. I like, even though he's practiced, I don't think they're going to just bring him in like this without one more practice. And I don't know if they will get a practice because they're staying in DC to go to the white house. So that means they're not going to fly to, I don't know if they're going to go to the white house and then leave. So Monday, they're in D.C. So they're flying to D.C. tonight, and they'll be in D.C. tomorrow. And then they're going to stay in D.C. and go to the White House on Tuesday. So I don't know if they're going to leave Tuesday night and then fly to Boston or if they're going to, like, go to Boston on Wednesday. My guess is they're going to leave Tuesday after the White House, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. So they, they might be too tired to practice, but, like, Wednesday is the only day they could get a practice in, you know, because Thursday's the game. Right. Right. And this is where I said, like, you run into that the danger zone. You're too tired to do things, but you gotta you need to do them because they got you gotta get back on track. So right. So I mean, I just I hope they do find a way to get a practice in because I think if they do, then maybe Kaminga would get to come back. Um, and I feel like he could definitely be used versus the Celtics. Um, I just want him to be used on this road trip. He came on the road trip, so my guess has to be that they intended for him because you're not going to bring him on the road trip if he's, well, maybe you would, but I feel like the intent is that he hopefully will play at some point during this road trip. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm guessing they have the two days between the Boston game. I'm hoping it'll be Boston. Yeah, no, they would need, they're going to need him. Even though JB is out, they still want you. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah. I mean, going into this, we thought the Wizards were a little tougher than the Bulls. We know that the mm-hmm. Celtics and, and, and Cavaliers are much better teams. So, um, beware of Porzingis giving us 50. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, if, if Draymond can muster the energy, we know he likes that Porzingis matchup. Yeah. 
Porzingis is, you know, you can you can rough him up a little bit. Yeah, he likes that Porzingis matchup. So let's see. Um, I'm like I said, I'm still hopeful for a winning road trip record. So that's that to me should be the goal. Come out of this with a winning road trip record. Exactly. Just for the rest of the for the rest of the season, win win more than on you the win. road than you just right. <laughs> Four and seventeen. Four and seventeen. Sad. <laughs> Would have never expected it for this team, right? Um, yeah, it's just it's it's every year is so I would just say I would like one more enjoyable year of Warriors basketball. Just one more, because <laughs> I, of course I love the championships that come at the end for sure. But I also like enjoying the process up until, right? And I don't know that I really enjoyed anything like that. Because even last year wasn't an enjoyable season. It just ended the way that it needed to end. It wasn't enjoyable during the season. It started off great. Then the injuries came. And then... (laughs) And it's funny because, you know, rightfully so, but people brought up tonight that, like, the starters weren't great. And I mean, if you look at last season individually, how many of our starters last season really had great seasons from start to finish? Like Wiggins was an all-star, but after the all-star break, he was okay. Steph shot tour dates for a month and a half. Worst slump of his career. Draymond missed half the season. Steph missed the last third of the season. Clay missed the first half of the season. Um, Looney played the whole season. That was probably the best season of his career. But other than that, our main guys were just, good not stellar the whole time and they still got 53 wins you know that's what depth does for your team um get you through the regular season and then it gets you to the postseason healthy so your starters and your main guys can do what they need to do to bring the the championship home so well i always that's just that last year was much deeper than any of the the, the strength and numbers teams that people swore were deep i'm like this is the deepest we've been like that was like last year i was saying that um and i still stand by that because honestly, to me, those early teams truthfully went seven deep. I guess if you want me to count Bar- Barboza, but like, nah, you're not going to tell me like Mo fucking Spates and all these other dudes were like, no, I'm trying to, why weren't they getting more time in the, in the postseason? You know, why weren't they? Yeah. I mean, Steph, Clay and Dre were much younger and could carry a much heavier load. For sure. Um, So that's. It gave the illusion that those teams were like stacked from top to bottom, and they were veteran teams. They were good, but talent-wise, I would definitely say last year's team. Like I said, if they were healthy from start to finish. They probably pushed seventy wins, and they, you know, it, it looks unfair. You know, so they weren't even healthy throughout the postseason, and they only lost. They didn't go to a game seven, so that's exactly. let you know all they need. All you need to know right there, like and Gary they only had two series that went to a game six. Exactly. And it wasn't even the Western Conference Finals. It was the second round in the finals. It was the second round. And by the way, I, I I actually believe if Ja doesn't get hurt, that series still might wrap up in five because him getting hurt just made them better defensively and the Warriors had to adjust for that in series. Yeah. If Ja doesn't get hurt and if Gary doesn't get hurt, yeah, probably looks a little bit different. They might have won game two because <laughs> um, it came down to the wire. All the Warriors needed was to get, that, get a few stops. So and then they lost game one to Boston. Gary didn't play. Um, did Otto play? What? I don't remember. 
Oh yeah, I don't think. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't once they played. figured out what they needed to, it was it. Like Boston yeah. win no more games in that series. Right. So yeah, depth depth matters. Your starters being good obviously matters. They're not going to be good every single night. It's eighty two games. Half of them are tired. The other half of them are coming back from injury. So you have to allow for them to have a mediocre game here and there. Sometimes your bench is going to outplay your starters and win you a game. That's the that's the difference in a lot of times between a good team, an elite team, and a championship team. You know, so. I'm just so disappointed for Andrew because he was having such a great season. And they tried to really screw him over with this uh, all-star vote. And it might work. And I'm disappointed. And we got an email about that. So, um. I thought it was, I, you know, I was actually really annoyed when I saw the whole Wiggins rule thing. And I'm saying that because, like, unofficially, that's what it's being called. I don't know if it's, like, written like that. But mm. that's, it was reported. That's what it's understood to, to be. Um, and it was because of, like, the voting. And I'm like, this is so ridiculous because they already put something in place to combat that. And that was when Zaza almost became an all-star. Not on the Warriors, by the way. This is when he was in Dallas, I believe. And um, he didn't, but he was getting so many votes because his country was holding him down. And they put stuff in place to combat that. And that's why it was no more just like a fan vote. That's why they had the players and the Mm -hmm. media and like the percentages. So basically like you wouldn't just make it even if you just got the fan vote. By the way, he didn't get enough of the fan vote anyway, but like they put something in place. So if for some reason he did, it would like offset it, right? So they already put a measure in place. So they put that measure in place. Andrew Wiggins still becomes a starter rightfully. Um, And the thing about it is what's so funny is I think if Andrew Wiggins would have been a backup, People wouldn't have been so upset. Right. It's because he started. But here's the other thing, right? It's like you you take this overreactive measure when he basically is the second best player in the finals, right? Mm -hmm. Like he played well. And then you come back. And honestly, I mean, they're not going to admit it now because he was hurt. But he was clearly having an all-star season. He was killing. And, and so you did all of that. And he's an all-star level player. You know, it like I just to me, it was like really ridiculous because you had all the measures in place. And even with the media voting where they did and the players voting where he did, he he rightfully got that spot. Exactly. And um wasn't Paul George and Kawhi and Anthony Davis and all these dudes injured. Injured, right? <laughs> so who the who was going to start? <laughs> and I say, uh, if we understand that so many players were injured at the time, I mean, there are some people who are just going to tell you like he should have been an all star. Like, I don't think Andrew would have been an all star if all those other players were like healthy and playing. I don't think he would have been a starter. Here's what I will say: I don't know that the media would have given Andrew that vote to become not not the media but like the coaches and like whoever gets him in as like a a a reserve I don't think he would have been given that because he hasn't been an all-star before and he still had that reputation right and so I don't think he would have become an all-star without us voting for him but now he is 
a champion. He was a contributor to a championship team. He didn't ride along. He was so key for us in that championship series. And then he came out killing it this season. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, he's demonstrated that he belongs. And now you put the stupid ass fucking rule in place. For what reason? And, And the funny thing is I'm looking at the voting right now. The players... He got the fifth most fifth most votes. Yep. Um, and the media, he got the sixth most votes. So he was pretty much right there in right. the players' eyes and the media's eyes too. Um, and guys that were getting votes over him like Rudy Gobert and like Carl Anthony Towns. No disrespect to those guys, but come on, man. So, um, yeah. So the person who emailed, though, what they pointed out, and I think it's fair to point out, is that there was no uproar about um, Devin Booker's girlfriend trying to get him votes, right? There was no, and that's a huge family. That's a huge family. They have a lot of influence, okay? Mm -hmm. There was no outrage for Justin Timberlake, a megastar, trying to get John Morant votes, but for some reason, it's a big deal when (laughs) K-pop wants to get Andrew (laughs) Wiggins votes, right? And so take from that as you will, right? But, you know, we were emailed about it and like the person felt like there was either some kind of race, maybe it was anti-American, but there's some kind of like issue with those fans voting and propelling someone ahead versus, um, you know, it's like, we're basically saying that people, and it may not just be K-pop, right? Like Andrew's a whole Canadian. He has a whole other country that might be vested in him winning, you know? And so it's like, you're basically saying these other countries don't know what they're talking about, but it's okay for like the people here, the American stars, (laughs) to be propelled you know um Mm -hmm. the warriors are like second to the to the lakers in terms of power as a fan base we really are we are second we're second we have five of our guys in the top 10 in voting okay right we're a powerful (laughs) fan base period period and you should not penalize the players for that um and I, I just don't I don't think that Andrew rises to the level of like a Zaza Pachulia, Pachulia that this rule needed to go into place. Totally we agree. People become all stars with like lesser numbers than Andrew. We have. For sure. So um it's just yeah. Goofy. It is. And so, like, look, I mean, he got hurt, and right now he's not playing well. Like, there's time for him to start playing well, but I I, I think his all-star campaign is probably going to be affected, and I didn't think, that, think that's really unfortunate. But hopefully he can, like, turn it up and still make a defensive team. Yeah, they would have to climb up to a top-ten defense, and he would have to go on a ridiculous tear, I think, to get consideration, but I would just like him to get something. I just don't know. Like, I mean, he's not going to make all NBA. So, you know. Yeah. Get another chip. (laughs) I know. But, like, I I wanted him to come back and validate that all-star, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think he can, um, it doesn't, he doesn't have to necessarily be an all-star again for him to validate it, but you know, if he gets back on track this season and has an all-star level, you know, remainder to the season, then I think, you know, he'll get the respect he deserves. And especially if they go to the playoffs again, he has a very nice playoff run again, then yeah, he'll, he'll for sure get the respect he deserves. All right. Well, let's end it on that note. Andrew Wiggins is an all-star. Fuck all y'all who don't think he is. That's our guy and we're riding with him. So um, we will be back. It is Sunday, right at, well, not right after the game, but Sunday after the Warriors lost to to the Bulls. I don't know why I was about to say Celtics, to the Bulls. So we will be back. We will be back. Their next game is against, it's tomorrow. And it's against the Wizards. So um, we got some surprises for y'all, but y'all hear about those when we record. Um, but I don't think we're going to record that till the day after the game. So we'll have a little day off and then you guys will hear from me and Justin again. Thank you for tuning in. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. Share it with a friend. Like, comment, rate, review, and follow. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? They need to follow too, Justin. Follow us, Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. Until next time, y'all, take care.